You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up? How are we doing? What's going on? Episode 35 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Uh, per usual, the weekly immediate reaction episode to uh, the most recent Giant game that happened uh, today, Sunday, September 20th. Uh, the 17-13 to loss to the Chicago Bears to drop to 0-2. The Giants have now started off 0-2, I believe... What's now four years in a row, I think. Yeah, four years in a row they've dropped to 0-2. They started out 0-2. Obviously, that is not the direction you want your organization to go into, but that's, you know, what's happened. Um, and it's happened again this year. Uh, tough game, tough loss. Uh, team played better in the second half, I thought, than they did in the first half. Uh, overcame a 17-point. Not overcame, but they uh, they're down 17 Ended up losing 17-13 to to a Chicago team led by Mitch Trubisky, who had two touchdown passes. Um, and there are some there's some good takeaways uh, from this game. Okay, I mean, there's more bad than good, so I guess I'll start with the bad. Obviously, the big news being Saquon Barkley, who uh, likely has a torn ACL. You know, it's not confirmed right now, but according to Ian Rappaport, uh, the initial manual tests revealed that he tore his ACL on a second quarter play where he's hit uh, near the sideline by uh, Bears safety Eddie Jackson. This injury would obviously put him out, would keep him out for the rest of the year, uh, would keep him out for the final 14 games of the year. Uh, Just one year removed from his injury ridden uh, 2019 season. I mean, he only missed three games last year, but it was clear with that high high ankle sprain, he was slowed down from it for much of the year. Um, I feel terrible. I really do. You know, not, you know, just not even just as a fan or as a writer or as a podcaster or as someone who covers this team and talks about this team a lot. I just feel bad just from, you know, just as a human being. I mean, he has the potential to be one of the most talented backs of all time. You know, I've said he's got the speed, he's got the strength, he's got the pass-catching abilities, he can do it all. Um, And he's just had a tough time this far in his career. From injuries, to bad offensive line play, uh, to working with basically a below-average coaching staff his first two years in the league, led by Pat Shermer, um, to just being a part of an organization that hasn't won much in years. You know, this is such a tough situation to be in. And he he just deserves better than what's occurred thus far. Um, so now, you know, and it's really going to affect his 
potential and eventual, you know, contract extension. You know, he's not going to get with, you know, with the struggles due to injury last year and then what's looking to be a lost, you know, a lost season basically this year. It's, he's not going to get, if he wants a contract extension ahead of year four, I don't think he's going to get the dollar value that he, you know, wants or originally wants. I just don't think, and it's not even his fault really at all. I mean, it's just injuries and bad offensive line play. I mean, you saw in that first game against the Steelers, he had 15 carries, and 11 of those carries he was hit at or behind the line. So it wasn't him. It was, you know, there weren't any holes open for him. It's not like he had a hard time finding the holes or wasn't fast enough to get through them, get through the holes in time. It was, it's not him. It's not his fault. And I just don't think he's going to end up getting the dollar value that he wants in a contract extension because of all this, as I said, because of the bad offensive line play, because of the injuries. And I just feel bad for him, you know, on, and on multiple levels, I just feel terrible. Um, but hoping for the best for him, hoping for a speedy recovery and uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, as I said, it's not confirmed that he has it. They're doing further evaluation tomorrow, Monday. He's still going to travel back with the team uh, back to East Rutherford, I believe. So we'll see what happens in the next, you know, day or so. But yeah, right now it's not looking great, and I think the Giants uh, know that. So, and as far as potential replace or not potential, it's looking to be replacements. Period. You know, they still got Wayne Gallman, who was a healthy scratch on Sunday. You know, Deion Lewis, Elijah Penny, who's more of a fullback. And I think they'll pick up a free agent this week. Um, I assume they'll pick up a free agent this week, whether it's, you know, someone uh, who was previously with the organization or someone who was not. You know, I guess a name that's floating around right now is the guy they cut, um, Javon Leak, who was, uh, they signed as an undrafted free agent. First team All Big Ten uh, out of uh, Maryland last year was a uh, as a kick returner was first team All Big Ten as a kick returner was the uh, conference was the Big Ten's top kick returner uh, won the whatever award that's called Rogers Dwight uh, Award for the top return specialist in the Big Ten so he's talented and uh, let's see you know but let's see if they bring him back or if they bring out someone else in I I, I think they will bring at least someone in um, or at least work out a few guys and then sign one of them afterwards so uh, but I mean it, it looks like the Giants just won't have much of a consistent run game this year I guess you know due to their options that they have now at running back coupled with the poor offensive line um, you know also I guess Paired with the just how the league is becoming more of a passing league, it's already become more of a passing league. So I just, I I think the run game, the inconsistent run game, is just something that they're going to have to deal with or look to extensively improve. Um, and right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to improve it, you know, much going forward. Um, but another injury. So Barkley unfortunately wasn't the only injury to occur for the Giants on Sunday. Sterling Shepard additionally left the game with a toe injury. I don't know. We don't know what his status is, but he's another one that's been injury prone. I mean, he missed five games a few years ago, I think in 2017. He missed six games last year. He had concussion issues. And, um, you know, could he miss time this year? I guess we'll see. But, you know, that's just another, uh, it's just another tough blow for the Giants and another tough blow for Daniel Jones. That's another weapon dealing with injuries. You know, for the first time in his career on Sunday, Daniel Jones was able to play with Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and uh, Evan Engram all in the same game. 
for the first time. It took 15 games for that to happen. Play with all of them at the same time. Every single game Daniel Jones has played before Sunday uh, in the NFL, at least one of those five names, uh, at least one of those five guys was hurt. And that lasted a quarter. And a little, you know, sometime later, the second guy went down with an injury. A, a second guy went down with an injury, Shepard. So it's just a tough, it's a tough situation for the Giants. It's a tough situation for Daniel Jones uh, and Jason Garrett. It's, it's, it's tough for everyone. Um, but the offensive line, I'll segue into this. The offensive line, I thought, was a little bit better in some circumstances, but still not great. Still not even close to great on Sunday at all. I thought Andrew Thomas had an up-and-down game. Uh, there was a few circumstances. He had a tough time against his Bears pass rush. Obviously, a talented pass rush, including Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Robert Quinn. Um, you know, Robert Quinn strip-sacked Jones early in the game. Uh, you know, Chicago had four sacks of Jones for 21 yards. He only allowed 75 rushing yards the whole game. So, it's uh, this offensive line didn't do... A fantastic job again, and who knows when they will? You know, it's 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 tough to really build chemistry with that with that group, especially after a lost off season and canceled preseason. You know, and they're you know they're very experienced. Thomas is only two games under his belt. Uh, Nick Gates only has two games as a center under his belt. Um, you know, Will Hernandez has struggled here and there. It's 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 tough, but uh, I just they didn't they didn't play. Uh, great again Sunday and it cost them you know the offensive line doesn't mesh together the offensive unit as a whole isn't going to mesh together and we've seen that you know in two straight games to begin the year you know the Giants only have 29 points total to show for it so it's that's an, that's another negative that came out of this loss you know the injuries in the offensive line and um, you know as I said that all doesn't help Daniel Jones whatsoever. He's been put in a bad situation, but he's still done everything he can to lead this team. And going on the defensive side of the ball, listen, I think this defense looks improved from last year, but there were some issues in the secondary. I thought, you know, much of the secondary wasn't great, all that great at times. I think Corey Ballantin really isn't working out. You know, he got, uh, he allowed that touchdown to Darnell Mooney near the end of the first half. Uh, I think they should, you know, it's, it's, it's who knows when they'll make this switch, but I think if the struggles continue, they gotta switch Ballantine out of that starting cornerback role. You know, maybe you know move him to the slot, keep him as more of a slot guy along with Darnay Holmes, cycle them in, and potentially move Logan Ryan to the outside. I mean, Logan Ryan's more talented than Corey Ballantine. You know, we know that. Everybody knows that. Corey Ballantine is more. Excuse me. Uh, Logan Ryan is more accomplished than Corey Ballantine. Everyone knows that. Um, so maybe put Logan Ryan out on that outside corner spot uh, with Bradbury on the other side. And, you know, keep Love and Peppers where they are, obviously. And then you know you can have Ballantine and Darnay Holmes cycle in uh, at the slot position. And and another thing, why in the world was Nate Ebner in on that? David Montgomery touchdown pass on the first drive. Why? Yeah, I know Nate Ebner is a... He's technically a safety. But he was signed to play special teams. He's a special teams ace. He's a special teams weapon. He was signed to play special teams, not defense. You know, regardless of the fact that he's technically a safety. Why was he in? And you know, right after that touchdown, I see on Twitter, everyone's asking the same thing. What is Nate Ebner doing in the game? In that scenario, on defense, 
It's just like decisions like that aren't going to win you games. He's not a defensive back. He's a special teams ace. He was signed to be a special teams ace. He's always been a special teams guy. You know, During his years with the Pats. That's why he's with the Giants. Because Judge loved him when he was with the Pats. And so they brought him to New York. I mean, that's, he's, he's a special teams guy. He's not on defense. He should not be in on that play. You know, and he, he seemed to whiff on that tackle of David Montgomery. And Montgomery obviously scored. That's what got the scoring going. That was the first drive of the game. Defense did not look great, good from the start. Um, uh, you know, obviously they improved as the game went on. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you can't have Nate Ebner in on that situation. Um, so I guess I'll segue to the good part of the defense. Okay, the good aspects that we saw from this defensive unit. And I guess, you know, I, I know I just said the secondary struggled at times. Uh, but I got us. James Bradbury was outstanding today. Outstanding. I mean, when you come into this, when, when they entered this game, my belief was that the biggest concern for the Giants in regards to the Chicago's offense was Allen Robinson. Wasn't so much Trubisky or the run game. It was Allen Robinson was the biggest concern. Keep the ball... Get him out of the game. You know, shut him off. Have James Bradbury follow him all around. Double team him if you need double team him if you need to. You know, you gotta take him out of the game. And I thought Bradbury did an outstanding job doing that. I mean he only caught three balls for thirty three yards. And then Bradbury deflected the ball that one pass in the second half. Plus, by the way, defense obviously shut them out in the second half. Defense was great in the second half. James Bradbury specifically uh, deflected a Trubisky pass, uh, I believe, in the third quarter. Um, deflected it up in the air. Led to the Julian Love interception. And then Bradbury had an outstanding interception afterwards with his basically his back turned to the ball. Uh, receiver got didn't get control of the ball yet, but ball was sort of in his grasp. Bradbury located the ball in the receiver's grasp, and he basically snatched it away from him uh, for the pick. I thought that was a great play. Uh, I thought I thought the receiver caught the ball because Bradbury had his back turned, and all of a sudden the Giants are pointing that it's their ball. I was like, I was confused. I'm sure everyone else was confused too. But I thought James Bradbury was great. I think James Bradbury is turning out to be already a very good signing by Dave Gettleman. And uh, the pass rush was good again too. I mean, this pass rush seems like it's really coming together. I think they're really utilizing this sort of pass rush committee um, efficiently and effectively. You know, we got four sacks from the Giants today. You know, Kyler Fackrell had a sack. I thought Kyler Fackrell had a nice game. One sack, four total tackles. Um, you know, Lorenzo Carter had a sack. Uh, Blake Martinez had one. B.J. Hill had a sack. And, you know, it's it's this pass rush committee really, really seems to be working. Okay, I mean, they have six sacks already this year on pace for 48 when they recorded 36 last year, recorded 30 the year before. I mean, those are putrid numbers. The 30 sacks, I believe, was tied for second to last in the league uh, in 2018. So they're on pace for 48 right now. Obviously, it's a long season. They're going to have to, you know, be consistent with this pass rush. But these first two games, I think that's, it's, that's working out for them. I just think Patrick Graham needs to utilize it more. You know, there's some plays, especially we saw today with Trubisky, who's, a, you know, a mobile quarterback. If you don't get pressure on him, he'll extend plays. And when you extend plays, you give receivers enough time to find space and get open. Nobody can cover anybody for 10 seconds, you know, for 12 seconds. You can't, it's impossible. 
So once you know you don't get any pressure on someone like Trubisky, he can extend plays. Some receiver is going to get open. You know, it's only a matter of time. And that happened on the uh, Darnell Mooney touchdown. There was not no pressure. Uh, Trubisky was able to scramble, extend the play, and Darnell Mooney was eventually able to get open um, on Corey Ballantine for the touchdown. You know, they you need to utilize the pass rush consistently. Okay, especially on those third down passing plays. You need to give, you can't give the quarterback enough time. If an NFL quarterback has enough time, they'll make plays. You know, especially ones like Trubisky who are mobile and can extend plays. You know, and a lot of people don't even think Trubisky's that good. I'm just saying that, you know, a mobile quarterback like that, an athletic quarterback like that, will extend plays and one receiver, at least one receiver, is going to find the space eventually. So, um, but all in all, I think the Giants' pass rush is coming together. Graham just needs to utilize it more. Uh, I thought Evan Engram played well after Evan Engram had a horrible first game, um, week one matchup against the Steelers. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Engram was the lowest graded tight end uh, on Pro Football Focus for week one. So he had a bounce back game, uh, led the Giants with six catches, 65 yards, had that big third down catch late in the game on that final drive, despite the fact that that final drive, they didn't, you know, they obviously didn't score, or else they would have won the game. Um, but I thought Engram played. Uh, great, especially in the absence of, you know, Shepard and Barkley, who's also a good weapon in the passing game. I thought Engram really stepped up and played, uh, had a good game. And uh, it really helped, um, as I said, in the absence of Shepard and Barkley, it really helped out Mr. Jones, who I'll talk about right now. Uh, we can't point the finger at this guy whatsoever. Okay, and I hope I don't see people on social media pointing the finger at Jones, you know, blaming what's gone on, blaming him for what's gone on this far with this 0-2 start. I mean, I know he has four turnovers in two games. I get that's that's tough. But I don't think the interception today was fully his fault. Evan Engram did slip uh, on the grass, and um, it was picked off. And the, you know, the fumble wasn't entirely his fault, too. You know, the, uh, Robert Quinn beat this, you know, reached the backfield, which the offensive line should not have let him reach the backfield. He was able to knock the ball out of his hand. Khalil Mack recovered. And uh, I don't think that's his fault, but I, what I do think Jones' fault is, I think Jones has got to sense that. He's got to sense that and step up and tuck that ball away uh, and protect it better. I don't think he did that at all. He obviously didn't do that at all on that play, on that specific play, so... That Jones has to do that better, but you know I don't think it wasn't his fault that Robert Quinn fully, you know, got into the backfield. And uh, you know, as I said before, it's it's Jones is in a tough situation. He was finally able to play with all t- you know all of his top five offensive weapons. It took 15 games in his career for that to happen, which is insane. And it ended in a quarter. Barkley got hurt early in the second quarter. Then Shepard got hurt. Now it looks like he won't play with all of them again for at least another year, at least until the 2021 season when, you know, if Barkley did tear his ACL, he would be back for 2021, and that's when Jones would finally get to play with all top all of his five weapons again. Um, so Jones without... But to today, you know, with the exception of the two turnovers, without his top running back and one of his starting receivers, he was still able to throw for 241 yards on 63% passing and nearly lead this team to victory. He had a few good drives in the second half, one that led to a touchdown for Deion Lewis. Daniel Jones is doing, through the first two weeks, he is doing everything he can with not a whole lot of help around him. 
And now it's going to be even less help with Barkley out, most likely. And who knows what Shepard. Who knows what, you know, Shepard's injury is going to lead to and how much, how long he'll be out. You know, he's, after a lost offseason and canceled preseason, Jones is working with a new coaching staff, injuries to teammates, bad bad offensive line, and this is just in the first two weeks. We still got 14 games to play, and he's dealing with all of this already. And he's still, you know, putting this team in positions where they're not getting, you know, legitimately embarrassed. You know, that they've lost two games now when the overall point differential is minus 14. It's not like they're getting shut out. It's not like they're getting embarrassed. Um, he's, st- he's still doing everything he can with everything that's going on around him. And with everything that's going on around him, plus the new coaching staff, plus, you know, the lost offseason and canceled preseason, that would be tough. It would be a tough situation for any quarterback in this league, let alone one that's in his second year. You know, so this, is, this isn't this is on Jones. None of this is on Jones. As I said, I know he threw a pick. I know he lost a fumble. But he's not getting a whole lot of help around him. He doesn't have a whole lot of assistance, you know, at his disposal. And that's a tough scenario to be a part of as a quarterback, as a young quarterback especially. And he's still doing everything he can. Um, you know, he's still... The, the, the numbers aren't jaw-dropping. The numbers aren't outstanding. But... The numbers are at least, you know, impressive for everything that's going on with this organization. Um, so I, if I go on social media, I, I, I don't want to see people pointing the finger at Daniel Jones. This isn't on him. You know, this is on the offensive line play and the injuries. And, you know, this team is not fully coming together yet because because uh, there was a lost offseason and canceled preseason. And, you know, it's a tough situation to be a tough situation to be in and another and another thing they don't have stars on this team they had one star and now he's going to be hurt for the rest of the year it's amazing i was watching the browns bengals game thursday night and it's amazing how even a team like cleveland is so much more talented than i mean they have you know nick chubb is outstanding kareem hunt is outstanding obj and landry are both great Austin Hooper's great. Sheldon Richardson is talented. You know, um, you know, when Baker's on his game, he's good. You know, it's just a matter of Baker being on his game consistently. That's the issue. But the, the Giants, they don't, they don't have any stars. They don't have any players who are extensively talented that can take over a game. You know, I'm ho- obviously we're hoping Jones becomes a star, but he's not going to be a star yet. He's still 23 years old. So in his second year in the league, you look at te- you look at the teams that are good. They have stars. Kansas City has stars. Baltimore has stars. This Giants team doesn't have any stars. They had one star and he's gone. So don't point the finger at Daniel Jones. This isn't on Daniel Jones whatsoever. And um, you know if the Giants. I think if the Giants, the Giants have a good chance to go 0 and 5. I mean, I'll talk about this upcoming game later on in the week when we do the midweek podcast. But you know, the, the 49ers they have up next at MetLife, and uh, Jimmy G is looking like he's going to be out with a high ankle sprain. Raheem Mostert is looking like he's going to be out with a knee injury, MCL injury. Um, Nick Bosa tore his ACL, so the Giants are going to be going up against Nick Mullins, a quarterback, most likely. So maybe they have a chance to win that game. 
I think they definitely have... Actually, I, I think they do have a chance to win that game, so maybe they do actually win that game. But, you know, other than that, I mean, they have... Who am I missing? They have the Rams, Cowboys, um, you know, who knows how they'll fare against Washington. You know, Washington's a weird team. They beat Philly last week, and then they lost to Arizona today. Who knows with them? So, it's not looking great. You know, it's they just... There's too many things that have happened. Injuries and, you know, they, they just... Not having talent, you know, stars on this team, it's not really looking like it's going to be a fantastic year for the Giants. Um, but it's still early. You know, it's... I'm hoping I'm wrong, but it's but it's still early. But, all right, thank you so much for tuning in to my immediate reaction to this game. Um, as I said before, and as we're going to be doing all throughout the season, uh, we'll have a midweek podcast this coming week previewing the Giants um, upcoming week three matchup against the 49ers which will take place at MetLife Stadium on uh, next Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time we'll preview that game also get into some news uh, in and around the organization that happens you know this coming week we'll talk about you know we'll have the answer on whether Barkley is actually you know has a torn ACL we'll have the answer on uh Shepherd status and things like that and we'll talk about as much as possible but until then thank you so much for listening subscribe to the wide right podcast on apple podcasts spotify iheart radio uh stitcher wherever you get your podcasts um once again i'm ryan honey follow me on twitter at ryan honey esny that's at ryan honey esny and all right i'm out of here